overseas playing. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be good. It could have been great playing overseas. Right. It could have, so, it, you know, it could have been so-so playing overseas <laughs> and making your career. Um, but what I did notice uh, from a lot of overseas guys was, you know, guys who played overseas, whether it be one year, four years, ten years, they'll go play overseas, save up X amount of dollars, and then start ground zero from life, yeah. like their careers, their real yeah. careers. And because what is the average professional career is how long? Well, and NBA three and a, three and a half three and for and the half. NBA. And then what would you say like for like all sports? Not just oh. like NBA overseas. Would you still be? Um, I don't. You know, I don't know the overseas number. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they have that necessarily. They might because there's a lot of people go overseas and just. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's three three years is usually the the average pro career. Three years, the average pro career. Yeah. Wow. So like. <laughs> See, yeah. Exactly. So it's just like for me, it was just like. Like, I, and I knew, I, I knew, like, even when I'm done playing basketball, mm -hmm. I'm going to be in real estate. Yeah. I knew that. It just, I knew. It. And it, it was, it, you know, it was a tough decision. And, uh, but things, things felt right. I was growing. Every year was growing. So, like, first year, bought a house. Second year, bought two houses. Third year, uh, bought 12 pieces of land. Uh, now I'm developing luxury houses. And now, I'm in, like, year four, four and a half. And now I'm developing about 80 doors. So like every year it's stepping up a little bit and it's, it's, it's like things were aligning. Um, I was able to, um, you know, things were aligning. I'm not going to lie. Like, so when I made that transition to like, look, um, I'm not going to go to the gym today. I'm going to lock in on real estate. Uh, it wasn't easy. It really wasn't easy. Did you hear your dad's voice in the back of your head? Like, <laughs> let's go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I had to talk. I had to talk with him. I had to talk with him. Um, but, um, I think what what's crazy was, you know, I was, it was just basketball was always just seamless. It was just like it's just it's just routine. It was just yeah. always routine. It's like brushing your teeth in was routine from like age one to mm -hmm. twenty twenty four or twenty three or twenty four, and uh, so like I think like the first six months of me not playing, um, I it was fine. It was just like it was just it was fine. I was just like, and then something just hit me. And it was like, like it was like whoa, like. Yo, who are you without basketball? <laughs> and it was like, mm. and it really, it was just, it was like, I had to like kind of like, you know, refine yourself in, in a way. Because like for basketball, for me, it's the happiest I've ever been was on the court. The yeah. saddest I've ever been was on the court. The most hard work I've ever put was on the court. Mm. Um, you know, the most joy is on the court. So like, I'm like everything like emotionally and spiritually like is, is embedded in this game. And I didn't really like, I didn't mm. know how how much the game really meant to me. I really didn't. So then, at six months hit, I was like, "Yo, this is this is insane <laughs> right now," and I had to like. So even I remember like I just start asking people randomly. I'm like, "Yo, like, cause you know in basketball you get in the flow, like you know the shots are hitting, yep. and that's just a beautiful feeling." Like you know, I'm like, "Yo, how do you get in the flow in real life?" <laughs> I'm like, uh, "That's deep." Yo, how do you get in the flow in real life? And yeah. I was like, "I was like, what helped you find? Did you find? Have you found that flow?" Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I'm, 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 I'm still finding it, but yeah. I'm still finding it. But uh, just like how like things were starting to align with basketball, like the fact that when you know you're searching for something, like you know, it starts to, it starts to come to you. And I've uh, been like, uh, been really tapping into like you know just just mindfulness and like really like elevating yourself to like a higher consciousness and like, um, and just being ready to tap into like who I really am, you know, who who you really are as a person. 
and I've been working on that extremely like it's like almost becoming like an obsession these last this last year. And what are you doing? What are you using to do that exactly? Um, reading a lot. Um, Eckhart Tolle, um, uh, a lot of Joe Dispenza. Um, Just a lot, a lot of self development. A lot of self development. Yeah. A lot of self development. Uh, I, I, who said it? I forgot. I, I read it. Just read a quote the other day, or maybe heard something over Instagram, and it was just saying, um, "The better person you become, you attract opportunities because of who you become, not because of what you do." Mm -hmm. And that is always a constant mark. I'm a grinder. Like we, we're from the basketball world. If we want to get a better jumper, we got to get in the gym and work on our jumper. Mm -hmm. None else is going to cure that. And that is what you do to do that in life. It's like I want money, so I got to work hard to get money. When actually you just continue to develop yourself, right? Spiritually, mm -hmm. emotionally, mentally, um, and even physically. You gotta keep keep your body straight. That those opportunities come to you. Mm -hmm. They they present themselves because mm -hmm. of the discipline that you have in developing yourself, opening the doors. That man, because I, I I'm assuming, you know, having 80 doors, you didn't do that by yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it came with the people who have that sure. same mindset mm -hmm. as you and who are working towards the same things you're working towards. Sure. It goes back to what I think has been uh, a big highlight of our discussion today is the people around you. Mm -hmm. started with your family. You had Hoopers around you, so that led you there. Then your, your college experience, mm -hmm. going somewhere where there weren't people who were focused on being a pro. Then it was. Then the G League, same mm -hmm. thing. People were inspiring to go somewhere. And then you kind of found your place in your own place mm -hmm. with this real estate. Mm -hmm. And... Okay, who else is doing this around me? Yeah, people you spoke to, but mm -hmm. I don't know of many other, you know, inspiring NBA players who just hopped into real estate. Mm. I know some now who do it and maybe have somebody who manages their stuff, but you literally dove in mm -hmm. cold calling people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was the environment, it was the space you were in For during sure. a time where nobody was sure about anything with COVID. Mm -hmm. And then... That's, what, that's probably where it hit you after you woke up one day, which is six months, like, yo, who am I? Wait, what? Mm -hmm. Like, ain't I supposed to be going to the NBA soon? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you got yeah, this yeah. portfolio of properties, though, right? Right, right. Yeah, man. I have dreams of, like, playing ball, like, and I'm not, and I wake up, I'm like, I'm not going to the gym this morning. Like, it, it, I think that's, and I, now, you know, I've been open and telling people about it, but it's, it's mm -hmm. common with a lot of athletes or NBA, like, just professionals. It's like it's, it's like this is like all we know, you know. Because yeah. college, you know, we even go to college. Like college is for pure pro. College is not about academics, about basketball. Yeah, if we're gonna be yeah. honest, right, right, right. Like high school is mainly about basketball. Your life is about basketball. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, now now your now your career is about basketball. Now that's done. And uh, me and Tobias speak about this so much, and I'm like, yo, T, it's it's very tough, man. <laughs> like it's like that transition is like it's like yeah. very very tough. I was like, he's like, no, no, I get it, I get it. I'm like, yeah, man. I was just like. Because <laughs> it's interesting because even him who's playing and probably, you know, at, at his peak right now, he's going to have to go through this. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, now little brother's going to give you some advice yeah. <laughs> on how you transition out of this because money doesn't change that transition. No, no. Money doesn't change that transition. Is yo, who who are you without, without playing this exactly. game? And exactly. what do you want to do with the rest of your life having the resources that mm -hmm. you have? And all those little things. Yeah. And so that's amazing and, and um, it's inspiring. And yeah. I, it's, it's the thing that we always tell kids that, hey, we have no problem with your dreams of going to the NBA. Because look where it landed you. Mm -hmm. Your dream of being an NBA player landed you where you are because mm -hmm. of the work that you put in and mm -hmm. opportunities that came from it. 
it's about knowing that you are more important than this game of basketball, or what you do on the court, mm -hmm. one. And two, how are you going to impact those people around you? Like, you're providing homes for people, vacation mm -hmm. homes, however you want to look at it, and mm -hmm. um, resources and the legacy for the family that you, you, know, mm -hmm. you have and you're going to have. And so, um, no, that's big, man. That's, mm -hmm. I, think it's, I think it's crazy because I always, to the kids out there, the ball stops bouncing one day. Mm -hmm. And even somebody from a basketball family with the blueprint on how to do it, dad is an agent which probably has leverage in getting there, the ball stopped bouncing probably way sooner than you thought it would. Mm -hmm. But you transition to the, to the next part of your life. For now, sure. do you miss hoops still? Of course. Okay. I'd be a liar to say, oh, no, nah, I'm good. Do you good. still hoop at all? Uh, no, to be honest, it's the, it's one of those things where it's like, I'll step on the court and I'll be like, ah, it's, it's so much, it's just so much emotion. It's like, it's like, even I go to games, it's just like, it's just, I'm just like so emotionally attached. And I remember I was sitting mm -hmm. down with my, uh, my father, who was a meeting and when he, cause he, he, he was, he was in like the same position, but he finished his career after college. And, uh, I never, I never spoke to him about the transition, but uh, we were just in a meeting and he was talking to the guy and he's like, he's like, yeah, I had to divorce the game for a little bit. And mm -hmm. I was like, what do you mean by that? You know, I, well, he's saying like, you know, you have to you know, divorce the game just to like kind of, and I didn't go in depth with him, but I was like, I'm like, I'm, I see myself doing that naturally in a, in, a, in a sense, but just to like be able to really learn you know who am i outside of basketball like when i just divorced the game for a little mm. bit and so i don't i hate that word but i love the concept yeah yeah oh, I see. Okay, okay. yeah <laughs> no divorces over here but no i get it yeah, yeah. i get it separate separate we'll yeah. say separate from the game so it's separate from a little bit and <laughs> yeah. so i don't really i don't i don't go hoop i don't and then another thing is like i'm somebody who's always like like you know, you know, some hoopers who just they just get it. Take months off. Yeah, I'm good. I'm not that type of. I'm I'm the hooper where like I need to get in a good amount of shots. I have to be mm -hmm. in my routine. I gotta do this. I gotta yeah. you know. All right, then I can all right play at a high level. Mm -hmm. So if I go to the court now and and then this this guy Joe Schmo starts busting my in my ass, you know, I'm gonna be like, man, I don't know how I'm gonna do this. Yes. You know? Listen, we have a adult league on Tuesday night. Come through. We'd love to have you. We all owe him trying to figure it out and get our feel back for the game. It never happens, but we try every week. So come hoop with us. Oh, man. No, man, that's, that's man, your journey is awesome, man. It's even like, I've, I've seen it. Like mm -hmm. I've been here and we talked through it. And I remember when he first, oh yeah, this really, he gave me the real estate book. And I'm like, man, I need to, mm -hmm. that's dope. Um, it's crazy because it's even deeper than what you think. Mm -hmm. Just that transition. And for somebody who loves hoop, like I can't see myself without hoop. But I think, What's also helped me out is like kind of like figuring out what the, what the big purpose is, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, when I'm really able to like, and like what a lot of the books I'm reading is like to just like sometimes like to sit still and like uh, to really like understand like what what you're trying to achieve and uh, you know what, what, what you're trying to achieve through what you're doing. And um, I see now like with real estate, I'm able to like to add some to add creativeness to real estate to be a young person who's doing it as well. And like to now I'm being able to build communities. So like Man. my newest project is like a 42 unit in LA, but it's going to be a, a community building. So it's like, they'll have uh, amenities and it'll be like, and it won't be like one of these cooker cut, cookie cutter apartment buildings too. It's going to have like some style, some sense to it, uh, some soul to it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like me being able to align in that and to see myself grow in that trajectory 
is kind of like it's what keeps me moving mm -hmm. and keeps me wanting to move at a high level. So um, that's something that's like really helped me out. So finding that like finding that purpose in something, you know. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think it's cool. It's like you get to take the Harris name, which is closely related to basketball, mm -hmm. and now you're connected to building communities, mm -hmm. right? Somewhere where you never thought. And sure. you found this passion for something, but you have to have passion to cold call and find some wholesaling stuff. Like you got to have some type of yeah. love or passion for something and do it for, for sure. you know, do it for time. And man, it's amazing what you're doing, man. And um, hope it'll always be there for you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you can always go back to it. That's your for first sure. love. And that's the dopest thing about hoop is that we can be, you know, we can always go back to it no matter how old we are sure. and all that kind of stuff. And remember why we did the things we did and doing mm -hmm. the things we're doing. For sure. Um, dang. That's dope. Um, all right. So the next segment of our show we like to call um, My Rushmore, okay? Your top four of all time. And so the topic that was chosen what is... What topic? Uh, <laughs> I haven't thought. <laughs> top four greatest of all time. We're not talking sport. We're not talking anything specific. Your top four greatest people... To walk this earth, which is crazy. That's a that's that is a that's not easy. It's not easy. I didn't get time. Oh man, I gotta, who, who who am I gonna put up there? <laughs> you need time. I could go first. Yeah, you go first. I go first. I think I got I got two at least. One is Jesus Christ. Just yeah. for me, um, just my spiritual beliefs, my belief in you know he being him being the savior, the things that he did when he walked earth, and how he walked the earth. He loved God, loved people kept it simple it was when people needed something he provided it that mm -hmm. was it he was there to serve and he wasn't on his high horse even though he had the power to do it i think people us as, as people can learn so much from the life of jesus like i understand not everybody's going to believe in the bible and christianity and all that just look at the life of jesus and see how to treat one another mm -hmm. i think it's so simple and i try to live my life like that as much as possible sure um i mean sometimes but hey I'll try. Um, my second would have to probably be Muhammad Ali to live a life of purpose. Once again, he kind of he, he sacrificed himself for bigger things during the time of civil unrest in those days. And, um, you know, he has a little uh, it, it seems like he's prideful. But, man, it was a confidence and a confidence that I think black people needed to see in the time that he lived mm -hmm. that, hey, I'm the greatest. I can do all these things. And um, also, you know, not fight for, for a couple of years because he didn't want to go serve. And his message that he sent over and over, mm -hmm. um, I think he's, he's one of the greats as well. Oh, man, this is tough. This is kind of tough. I'm trying to think of who else. Man, I'm going to have to say, I'm going to have to say my mama. <laughs> For me, in my life, um, once again, somebody who's selfless. I love selfless people. I think mm -hmm. that is our purpose if we give ourselves. And so um, what she's done with just humans <laughs> her whole life, she takes mm -hmm. them in. She loves them. Um, she kind of mean too sometimes, but it's all in love. And she's trying to push you to be the best, best version of yourself. Mm -hmm. And uh, she continues to just take people in and love them. Her heart is gold. And she needs to retire and sit her butt down. She won't listen to me. And so, uh, you know, bless, bless my mom for, for that. Oof. I tried to, trying to do people I kind of know because I think they have a, a big impact 
I'm gonna come back to my last one. You start, okay. start, yeah, because this is this is a tough one. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough. Makes you think, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, it do. Makes it do. Um, definitely, Jesus Christ will be my first as well. Uh, I think you hit it on top what you said. Um, one person that sticks out to me, I actually just finished one of his books, uh, was Booker T. Washington, Up From mm. Slavery. And to see his work ethic and what he went through, like growing up, like legit starting off as a slave and having having never really used that to put him down. Because Booker T. was a slave and then right when slavery ended, you know, they're free to do whatever. So they would, he's homeless, he would educate people, he would, but educate people a way to, you know, build up farmland, build up infrastructure, mm -hmm. uh, build businesses. And um, the, just just what he went through was just like, I, 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 I don't know how he did what he did when, to build schools, Tuskegee University, right. uh, from where he went from as a, is incredible. And I kind of, when I read his book and just like, man, like there's no, there's no obstacle that can really hold you back. There's no obstacle that can hold you back. So mm -hmm. it's like, just go after whatever you want to go after. So that, I would say Booker T definitely on there. Um, I would say uh, one of the people I really admire is Walt Disney just because mm -hmm. of the dreams and like what he created. And um, a lot of people don't know, he actually wanted to create, he was supposed to create uh, this uh, this, bi this big, huge city. And it was supposed to be, uh, what Disney World today was actually supposed to be a, a huge community city. Yeah. Experiment, it's supposed to be Epcot, Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow. And um, just a dreamer and a visionary, you know, I really love watching visionaries because like uh, I, I see myself as a visionary and uh, and uh, to see like what people are who are visionaries, what they're able to create in life is is it's incredible. So I put him on there, and then I think my last one, probably somebody I know. Uh, I get to my father. My father is just like one of those people who is just uh, he's gonna be himself. Um, he he big 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 manifester in life. Um, I remember, you know, when he was, uh, he'd always say, like, we would ask him when growing up, uh, he'd be like, Dad, where's your Rolls Royce? Where's your Rolls Royce? You know, in the family. Really, he goes, oh, it's in the shop. It's in the shop. He'd always <laughs> say it's in the shop. And then um, time came, um, I think uh, Tobias gifted him a Rolls Royce. And like, I remember he was like, I told you I was in the shop. <laughs> but oh, but regardless, dope. though, like, that's really, like, he really meant it. He always yeah. said, like, he always manifests, like, I'll, I'm going to be driving a Rolls Royce one day. And, and, and that's what he's doing, you know? Man. So I, I love to see that. And I just love, uh, you know, the hard work he puts in. Uh, it's, it's, it's indebted to him. Like, he'll never stop putting in hard work as much as he uh, puts in. So that would be my fourth. Man, that's dope, man. That's, it's cool to hear, like, your pops reach his goals. Cause I'm getting older now. I got kids, so it's like, man, there's so much I wanted to do when I was younger that I didn't. But man, he got his Rolls Royce, like you mm -hmm. know, and he's living the life, you know, that mm -hmm. he's, you know, manifested that he's pushed for, and so in faith, like I love that. I'm not as old as I think. Um, all right, so my last one, my last one, might be have to be Nelson Mandela, mm -hmm. and um, reading more and more on him, and you know, watching the movies about him. And once again, somebody who's just sacrificial with their life 
and fighting for something bigger and the wisdom that he speaks with and everybody he comes in contact with, he just loves. Mm -hmm. um, I think our the four people that we pick kind of reflect our lifestyle. It's, it's interesting, like you're the dream, the visionary, the overcoming of anything type mm -hmm. stuff. And then with me just serving and sure. what, well, you know, kind of what we do within our, you know, our, our, our world. And so um, that's dope, man. So yeah, thanks for yeah. sharing that, man. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Hey, Jesus is number one, though. Y'all heard that. Um, <laughs> um, all right. So the next part of our show is where were you when? Okay. An impactful moment in basketball history. Um, so for you, when LeBron won his first championship down in Miami, yeah. 2012, 2013 season, mm -hmm. D-Wade, Bosh, yeah. the big three. Big three. So I remember um, I was always a Bron fan, right, when he got to the league. So like. I was like, I was just waiting, you know, and I was like, like if LeBron lost, I lost. <laughs> it was one of those type of things, and like, uh, people make fun of me because wherever LeBron goes, you know, I'm, I'm just gonna follow his career. <laughs> and uh, I remember, uh, it was, I think I was in, it was early in high school. I was watching in my uh, in my basement, and I, I remember I started taking photos on my phone and throwing them on Instagram. Like, like LeBron got his first ring, and it was just, it was a good feeling to see to see somebody. Uh, go after something and like you know all the expectations Brian had and uh, to and I think he's he's mastered every expectation he's had he's just yeah. he's, he's gone after he's done it and then to finally like see that one it was like that one little missing piece because that's everything like hey he's a girl but he hasn't won a ring yet. here's a ring yeah. To get that, I think that was like that was a special. That was a special. That first one was special for him. Yeah. Yeah. For for the viewers, it was special. I know his 100%. his one is probably the one in Cleveland. Probably is going to be his most special. Right. But for the viewers to see, it, it's like, all right, we got it. Yeah. It, may, it might be that first one because I remember just him talking about going some man coming back to that environment. He had to go to Miami mm -hmm. to understand what a winning organization does, and took that back to Cleveland. Mm. And then I think it's something that's carried he's carried to L.A. and just the uh, you know him growing right mm -hmm. he was already he was already hooping he was the best player in the league since his third year in the league in my eyes and um that miami one to get with two other all-stars in the freaking hall of famer and d wade like and and to do it in the style they did it in mm -hmm. one of my favorite moments is you know them oops and full court oops the the chemistry that they had to just play off of one another and mm -hmm. you saw there was no selfishness like no. that it was just like the hoop and so to win that championship and like you said to go to Miami and you know the announcement they lose the first one you know and then to finally yeah. break that threshold it was like yeah he's he's the GOAT that's, that's when I became a believer like okay he, he's the GOAT like now Michael Jordan's the best player ever but LeBron's my GOAT if that makes mm -hmm. any sense at all mm -hmm. so it's it's a uh, yeah and it's dope because I've had the opportunity to work with them and train mm -hmm. them and to see all that. And that the championship pedigree, it follows you. They walk different. They walk yeah. different. Oh, man. I even watch them, like, I even watch them. Even, even last year in the finals, I, like, I love when the, the camera just goes on off guard. And, like, there's just stuff, like, he, you could just see, like, somebody's, like, really, like, mentally, like, locked in, like, just on another level. Mm -hmm. And even, like, um, I remember, like, you know, he just, after the game, you know, he, he's walking out. But, like, he's just so locked in on his craft. Like, he's there. He has a mission. He's not, not trying to be deviated this way, and it, mm -hmm. man, it's just even for me to see it. Like I'm not seeing it in person, but like, yeah. like just to watch it, I, I can only imagine what being in the presence is like. Yeah, no, yeah. it's it, no, it's 
I don't get I don't get like shell shocked. I've been around yeah, yeah. people my whole life. When LeBron walked in for the first time, I was like, oh my gosh, it's LeBron James. I like couldn't even he was in the door standing behind me. I couldn't even look. I was like, oh my gosh, it's LeBron. Only more him and Jerry West. Jerry West because he's the logo. You know, like yeah, yeah. that's the logo. He walked into a gym I was working at the front desk. That's crazy. It, it was more even more wild. Now, hey LeBron, much respect to you. Going on to Jerry West. It was crazy. He was going down to the court as when Emmanuel Moutier was going through pre-draft. Mm-hmm. When he talked, there was there's four courts. It was at 360. And so, there, you know, the four courts. There was, like, members in there playing, training going down here. When Jerry West talked, everybody just stopped. With, like, nobody even said whole bar or nothing like that. Even the members of the gym who aren't even hoopers like that, everybody just stopped. That's crazy. It was like a reverence for, like, yo, this is Jerry West. It was pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. That's crazy. Very, very impactful. And yeah, so um, dope, man. Um, so this is the part where we flip the script. You become the interviewer. Mm-hmm. Two questions you have for me. Anything in the world you can ask. What do you What do you love the most about basketball? Let yeah. me answer that first because yeah. I'm going to start thinking about the other one. My yeah. mind works. All right. What do I love the most about basketball? Everything, man. I literally, I love the way the basketball feels. I love, I love, let's talk about here from an emotional standpoint, um, the freedom to be myself. I always feel like in this world, right, we have responsibilities, right? So things I'm thinking, things that I want to say, things that I want to do, I can't always do because I work with the youth, one, Um, I'm a believer in Christ, so my that the flesh in me that wants to do stuff, I have to make sure that it doesn't take control and I always have my spiritual man on. Um, when I'm on the court, I'm still trying to be a Christian man, but there's a way I can do it on the court that isn't judged, mm-hmm. that isn't judged a certain way. I'm a, I'm a very aggressive, unselfish person, mm-hmm. all in the same tone. And when I'm on the court, I can do that. I can take it, I can just go to the rim and, and finish. But also to get work like I know how to get somebody else open and that feeling of controlling my environment, but in a way where I'm bringing everybody up. Mm-hmm. I don't want to control stuff because I want the the uh, you know the clout, the attention, and the mm-hmm. power. I don't want that. I want to control stuff because I feel like I have the best remedy to help people. Mm-hmm. And so on the basketball court, I feel like I can do that, whether I'm coaching it, playing it, or whatever. So. Great question. Yeah, yeah. I guess my second question is, I said the first one was, we love the most about basketball. And then, um, what's your why? Like, what, 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 what wakes you up in the morning, at early in the morning, and for you to be like, I'm going to be better today? Like, what, 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 what pushes you? What gives you that edge? Today, mm-hmm. in the last few months, I don't know. It's, it's actually changed. Like, it's changing. It always changes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's changing. And so I actually don't know what that is mm. right now. I'm struggling waking up in the morning and doing my routine that I usually do. I've been doing for the last few years. I'm struggling with it right now. And so... What's your routine like? Usually, I wake up 4.15, read my word, um, do some, uh, say my declarations that I have written down. I'll go work out. And so, well, my workout, listen to worship music. Then I go... Um, so I do like weight workout and I do a cardio workout right after it. 
and uh, then I listen. So during my cardio time, I'm listening to a book, some self-development, and then I train. So kids come to the gym at like 6 a.m., I train, and then go home, take a shower, kiss my kids before they go to school, and then work. And so I try to get all that, all that me stuff done before my family wakes up because I want my time to be given to them throughout mm -hmm. the day. But that's usually my thing, but I haven't been getting to it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out my why right now because life is shifting. You know, mm -hmm. I got two babies, I got a four-year-old and a two-year-old who are constantly changing. My wife, the business is in its ninth year. Uh, this podcast is going, I love what I'm doing here. So it's like, yeah, what am I doing and why am I doing it? I just know, I know I got to take care of my family. That's one. And so that's always there. And um, I know I just want to help people. And so those two things um, create the task of my day. Mm. I don't know if they're my why. Mm. Right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. That's real. Yeah. You got to figure out the why, though. I will. But I will. <laughs> and then, like, everyone, like, yeah. it, it comes to you, you know? Mm -hmm. What's yours? That's, what I, that's a good question. I mean, what is my why? Good question. I think um, that's, but it's it's something that you gotta like. You gotta. You're always really. You're always really. You're always trying to figure out your why. And, uh, for me, I feel. I feel like that is uh, today. I think my why is um, I was reading this book actually, The Creative Act, and they were saying uh, purpose, like the and they were they were speaking. It was like an excerpt about purpose, and they were saying like the purpose of the why is like. It's never truly defined, but it's 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 something that uh, um, it's something that you should go after. But it's 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 if you're constantly like looking, if you're constantly like kind of going after your purpose, it kind of almost ruins the point of the purpose. Mm. Mm. But it's like, but it's like, but the book kind of like it, it it speaks a lot about just flowing with the things that you feel. That you naturally flow towards too. Yes. So like, like, like you said, like how this podcast, like, it just feels right. Mm -hmm. Do it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, something like, like real estate just felt right. Like, let's do it. Create more. Mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of. Well, I don't know. That's a good question. Why? And we gotta figure out this whole why thing. So I know there's like the always like. I want to make this clear. Is like I know my why is to like spread the love of Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. But I just do that because of who I am, right? That that's normal. So. That is my why is to spread love of Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, but we're talking about this other why, like the yeah. human is all. I mean, even in the Bible, Paul is considering why he does things and what his motivations are, mm -hmm. and just people always trying to find that thing to fill. We're trying to look for this piece of ah, so mm -hmm. my actions can be pushed towards that thing, but. The journey is all that matters anyway, because if we read this destination, the why changes. Mm -hmm. anyway, yeah. When I think about it, um, I definitely want to be able to allow, show people that I think part of my why is like to be able to like I'm a 27 you know developer. Um, I want I want other people to know like you know I bought a house with a thirty five thousand dollars salary like I yeah. want other people to know like oh I can do that too. So I feel like I I take it upon myself to like to, uh, you know, want to share my story, want to tell other people how I did it. Uh, there's no part of me that, that says, you know, there's some people, there's no part of me that's like, uh, I'm not going to tell you what my salary was, or I'm not going to tell you what I made or this deal, or, or I, I have to. Like, it's just, 
I want you to be able to, you know, yeah. want you to uh, not even you do it, but you able to know that it's possible to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's part of my why, and I think another thing part of my why is like just to be able to spread joy, you know, and light to other people. I thought when I was playing the best on the basketball court was when I was having fun and being happy, and it was just such a joyous feeling. And I want to be able to flow more in, in that tune and, and share that yeah. with other people. So I, I think that's... There you go. So you yeah. figured it out, talking through it. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes that's all it is, talking through it, you figure it out. <laughs> For sure. Um, yeah. So you got 24-second shot clock. That's your camera right there. Tell the people um, anything you want. It could be about any venture you have, something that you want them to tap into, or just some inspiration or encouragement. Cool. What's up, y'all? Terry Harris, um, real estate developer, played professional basketball. Um, right now, you guys can follow me on Instagram. That's where I'm most actively on, at TerryHarris15, uh, where I just showcase uh, some of the works I do and the projects I'm working on. And I try to be as transparent as possible with that. And um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. And uh, that's pretty much it. Thanks, man. Appreciate you being on the show. Appreciate you, Doc. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We'll, we'll tap into you guys next time. Peace.